Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe. And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends currently living in different countries, and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism, and the latest trending topics. So basically, whatever comes to our minds, because we love to talk. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Savage Podcast, episode five thousand fifty-four. Yeah, we're getting. Actually, I have no idea what <laughs> we're getting. We're getting up there on episodes, aren't they? Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel is just on point with his grammar recently. I'm, Shall we talk about that, uh, Daniel? I'm struggling to th- today, apparently. <laughs> uh, he he struggles on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, English is my it's my first language, so I know. So it must be difficult for you. It's, it's a challenge. Every day is a challenge. Oh, God. It must be hard to deal with me because I'm a bit of a grammar Nazi. Oh, God damn. We won't even go there yeah. today, Rose. <laughs> Are we not going there? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm Daniel uh, loves me when I when I nag him about the grammar. Look, you know, I, I just there's nothing that bugs me more than poor grammar. Mm. I'm sorry. And my grammar's not the best, is it? On the best of days. It's really not. <laughs> I swear. I, I swear you know it was what? an autocorrect yeah. situation. OK, I could have sworn I put that. Well, I mean, not it, then. Uh, okay, well, okay, so basically this morning I noticed that Daniel posted something on our Instagram page. By the way, follow us, Instagram.com slash The Savage, Savage Podcast. Podcast. Um, <laughs> and he had posted something and the there was a then, <laughs> I can't even say it. There was a then instead then, of a then. then yes, then, then grammar mistake, which, you know, to be fair, a lot of people make. And I'm sure I've made at some point in my mm-hmm. life when I was 12. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> And then I, of course, texted him and I was like, great. What did, what did I say? I don't know. Great grammar, Daniel. You know, um, <laughs> something else. I can't remember. I'm going to edit. Yeah. And then I think Daniel rolled his eyes at me. I did, yeah. He sent me a rolled eye emoji. I mean, I mean, you know, the autocorrects seem to be happening very frequently, <laughs> Daniel, on your end. <laughs> Maybe you need to fix that iPhone of yours. Uh, well, that, my, you know that I have an iPhone like three at the moment. So... Um, <laughs> Hopefully, when I get back to Calgary, I'll get my whole <laughs> life situation sorted. Um, probably not, though. You know, I always Do you actually, struggle. Wait, what is your iPhone at the moment? Um, it's like an iPhone. Um, I think it's the SE. It looks like the 4, to be honest. Um, oh, I, I thought you had a newer one, didn't you? Weren't you planning on getting a... Oh, okay. So you never got the, the new one. Mm-mm. So when okay. I when I get to Calgary, I think I might like upgrade and get like a new iPhone. Yeah. Because, yeah, this one is... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's just you know writing your thens wrong, you know, this just it. it's just making you make all these grammar mistakes and all these spelling errors. Exactly, <laughs> it, it, it's making my life difficult. And like, if I think about it, you know, I know that you feel this way. And what about other people? Like when I'm texting them and stuff, they must think, oh my god, like is Daniel in grade three? Like he doesn't have <laughs> proper grammar or or anything. And well, it's just, you know, Daniel, you might you might want to check the autocorrect on your computer as well because it seems that it, you know the the grammar mistakes are not just coming from your. <laughs> Guys, it's Savage Hour. It is. Sorry. It is the Savage Hour. I mean, should I have got... You know... I should have got a box of tissues or something with me to prepare myself for this. A bottle of wine? Yeah. And a bottle of wine. Look, look, you know what? Can I just say, I'm just glad we have a, we have a friendship where I can just say stuff like, look, you made a grammar mistake and make fun of you about it. That's true. It's very or do true. you not want this kind of friendship? You can be honest. I mean, I mean, I've had this friendship for like, what, how long? How many years have we been friends now, Rose? It's a long time. Oh my God. It's been like a decade, has it? It's, I think Almost. It's, I think, no, I think it's over a decade. Longer than a decade. Yeah, it's longer than a decade. We met in 2009, I believe, or 2008. Uh, yeah, 2008. So mm-hmm. a long ass time. And I've been dealing with this abuse for years. <laughs> and that is why I need a, 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 a psychotherapist, you know? God damn. Um, no, I mean, come on. I'm, this is why... This is why Daniel has an alcohol problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry, Rose. That started way before I met you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just, I enhanced it. Exactly. You did. You definitely. Oh, God. You, me and the den enhanced it. Okay. Like, that's what, that's where my, that, that, I think that's the root of my alcohol problem. <laughs> Look, you know what? Here's the thing. 
I like to believe that I am, um, how do I say, I give tough love, you know? If you make a mistake, I want you to know it, and I want you to correct that mistake and learn better and become a better human with better grammar. Exactly. Well, and you know, the thing is, we, we, <laughs> I also dish it out. I'm not just sitting here. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's been many yeah, times exactly. where, like, for example. A, he just acts nice, guys. He just acts nice in front of the camera and acts <laughs> all cute and innocent, okay? But I'm telling you. Okay, what's the example? Tell I was gonna, me the I was gonna use like an example. Like if 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 um, what I tend to do is I like not make fun of, but I like joke with situations. Like, but it is still kind of poking fun. So one thing that I do with Rose because Rose is honestly probably the worst person for directions I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. Um, so whenever we travel or do stuff, I'll always like purposely like give her little tasks of like directions and just like bug the shit out of her that she doesn't know where she's going. Like I'll be like, for example, w- like we were in a hotel in Malta and every time we went up the lift, we would always turn left to go to our room. And so I said to, I said to Rose, I was like, okay, Rose, I'm going to let you lead the way. We were in the hotel. We get out of the elevator and she turns right. <laughs> and you thought I was joking. And you I thought, thought I was joking. Being- <laughs> I know. I thought she was doing it on purpose as a joke, and I was like, "No, no, no. She's not actually. She's gonna turn around. She's gonna turn around." And kept walking, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So I did. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, you bug me all the time about my directions. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. or like when you had that cough. That's a very mild example. I know. Remember when? Oh you, my god! When yeah, you, when you had and that I was cough. like dying. Yeah, I was savage. And you just kept laughing at me. What a great friend. <laughs> It's because it was just so crazy how this cough lasted for like a week and a half and it like didn't even subside at all. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Oh, I'm crying. God. Oh, God. Um, so, no, yeah. No, but seriously, I, you know, I like, you know, I like the dynamic of our friendship mm-hmm. because I like to be able to say, you know, the truth well, sometimes, exactly. you know? Yeah. So, and I want you to feel the same. If I, you know, if my phone starts having some crazy autocorrect issues, well, I'll let you know. Don't worry. <laughs> you let me know. But I mean, I doubt that that will happen. Just because, you know, <laughs> you you turned autocorrect <laughs> off, didn't you? Oh yeah, exactly. I I don't rely on autocorrect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. I know what you're saying. <laughs> oh God, I'm already crying. It's like um, it's like nine in the morning, and I'm just like. You know, it's always a good time, Daniel. By the way, I just want to say, Daniel looks sharp as fuck. Oh, oh, me. Look at you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Look at the haircut you got. Like, what is going on? I'm so happy, honestly. Like, I like I was saying before in the last like couple episodes of the podcast, mm-hmm. my hair has been getting crazier and crazier to the point like it was because even before the lockdown in Spain, that weekend that we locked down, I had already needed a haircut at that point and I was going to go the following right. week. So my hair was already too long. And then we were in lockdown for like two months. So my hair was like actually <laughs> ridiculous. So finally I was like this, this week, a, a couple of the like barbers and stuff opened by appointment only. And I was like, I'm getting in there. I'm getting my hair cut. Um, it was an emergency situation. So, and it, it, it looks good. Thank I you. mean, although I would have liked to see you with long hair cause I've never seen that before. Mm. <laughs> I kind of wanted to keep a lot of the length on the top, but whenever I always tell them I'm like not too much length off the top, but I like the sides and back to be quite short. Um, yeah, uh, but they just cut it how they cut it. And I like it though. It turned out good. It looks good. So it looks good. Yeah. Well, and you, you have, Daniel has a very good head of hair mm. Rough for, know? for now, especially I- for someone reaching, reaching the forties. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> We're the same age. I'm kidding guys. Oh my God. This really is savage hour. Holy <laughs> shit. I should have brought my boxing gloves or something here. My goodness. Rose is going in for the I juggler can- jugular. <laughs> Close to 40. Oh. oh, my God. The comments are going to be like, Rose, stop bullying, Daniel. <laughs> and also for all of you listeners that are over 40, it is a joke. Don't worry. We're just kidding around. Totally like, joking. Yeah. I'm just saying Daniel looks, you know, like your hair is nice, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I do have, you have a good head of hair. I do have a lot of grays, though. So I've been usually dyeing it, but. You know what? I think grays are fine. Like, I get grays as well. Yeah. I think it's just natural. It's sad because so many people, so many guys lose their hair. And that must be like traumatizing i think it would be brutal like honestly i think yeah because i i know that i'm very particular about my hair and Mm -hmm. if i like started like all of a sudden getting like a big bald patch at the back or like i don't know i would freak out it would be a lot of people yeah it sucks because a lot of people even young people in their 20s oh my god receding hairlines it's the Mm -hmm. worst i remember i met somebody in newcastle i was 25 and he was like friends of a a friend and he was like 23 or 24 um and he was bald oh 
Like he couldn't grow hair what on his head. causes? Is it just genetic? Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. It, some, yeah. some of it's genetic. And then also they say mm-hmm. that some of it is like stress related and stuff as well. So like when right. you're really stressed, your hair falls out. Um, it, might, right. it might grow back after you're not stressed. But again, who knows, right? So I think stress, but yeah. a lot of it's genetics. They say like if it runs in your family, like that you get particularly lots yeah. of grays or like, you know, falling hair out, hair falling out, then you kind of yeah. it just sucks, you know? I know. But I mean, to be fair, a lot of a lot of people have to deal with it. So you're not the only one if you have a receding hairline like so many guys have to deal with it. And, you know, they're living just fine. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that's it. My hairline definitely Mm -hmm. has gone back a bit. Really? I don't I don't notice it. Mm -hmm. It looks good, Daniel. A little bit. Just a little bit. I'm getting the the little. Uh, Well, I mean. (laughs) Wow. Look at that. Guys, I wish you were watching on uh, (laughs) on YouTube. If you if you're not watching on YouTube, go subscribe to our YouTube channel because yeah. Daniel just did a little did a little dance. I did. I did a little dance for Rose. You know, I'm always dancing for Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh my God. Uh, so what, so sorry guys, we haven't today? we haven't chatted for a while. So yeah, that's true. I had to I had to tease Daniel. You know, I have I have to have my daily week or weekly teasing session. True. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, today's topic, we're mm. going to be talking about insecurities is that the one we're doing yeah we're gonna do we're gonna talk about insecurities some of our insecurities potentially um how we've overcome those insecurities um Mm. maybe how to deal with insecurities not necessarily we've overcame those insecurities very true how to deal with the Mm -hmm. yeah this is a tough one though because i don't even really know how i deal with it (laughs) like i would I, I, i don't know like yeah i don't know Rose, do you want do you want to start <laughs> us off? <laughs> We're very prepared, my friends. We are very prepared. I'm actually for this particular episode. I'm not going to lie. I've done like zero research. I do apologize. Well, I don't think this is something. I think this is just something we can Wing discuss from yeah. our personal experience because it's True. not really, you know. I mean, everyone has insecurities. Mm. You know, everyone has insecurities. I feel like no matter how old you get, you get you have insecurities. But I yeah. think when you get older you kind of like give less and less of a crap. <laughs> true. No, it, it is very true. Yeah. Like naturally as you, as we age, it seems like, yeah, as we're getting older, some of the things that mattered a lot to us before are mattering less and less. And we are caring less about what other people think, I think for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, tip number one, get older. <laughs> yeah. Get old, get old fast. Age. <laughs> yeah. Aging is the best cure for insecurities. <laughs> but what do you think? What do you think um, would be like? Uh, okay, for example, um, maybe this is like a cheesy one, but one way that I think would be a good way to kind of like um, deal with insecurities and things that you're not feeling great about is like surround yourself again. And I always say this; it sounds really cheesy, but like you know, have like a support network, I guess. So like key individuals oh, totally, yeah. within your life that it doesn't have to be all of your friends. Cause you know, you have a plethora of friends or whoever else, but have like those key kind of go-to people. So when you are feeling really insecure about stuff, you can kind of run the run by the talk to those people, the support network and just kind of work through it. Cause I feel like honestly for me, quite often when I'm feeling insecure about certain things, that really helps me by like talking to other people and you know, have, have your little like, um, the cheerleading squad if you will. No. oh yeah 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 <laughs> a meltdown no did you, i was gonna go there but like uh your little cheerleading yeah. squad to like pep you up and get you back to feeling like i'm ready to yeah i'm ready to take on rose you know <laughs> <laughs> like have someone to talk to or yeah. yeah someone that doesn't yeah like i guess that's like that is definitely a big cause of insecurity sometimes is like if, if you're just surrounded by people that are bringing you down all the time yeah. not just in the friendly way that i you know tease daniel okay yeah. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but if some if people are just constantly just you know putting you down mm. then because i've seen it in like even in relationships where 100 percent, you know they're just people are just putting each other down yeah. and you know that can't be good for anyone that can't 100%. be good for anyone's self-esteem um, so that's, that, that is a good tip is try to, you know, surround yourself with people that aren't necessarily going to always bring you mm-hmm. down, but obviously that's easier said than done because if exactly. it's like your family and stuff, 
But mm-hmm. I think I think what I when I what I mean by that as well is like let's say you have mm. like so many people in your life <coughs> is identify of those people in your life who are the one or two key people that you can like talk to about anything. Do you know what I mean? Like try to and I know again easier said than done. It doesn't have to be all of your friends because yeah. all of your friends are never going to be that for you. You know, mm-hmm. um, but those key kind of individuals that you feel comfortable going to. And so when shit does does hit the fan or you're feeling really really insecure about whatever, you can go to those people right away, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So what would you say if somebody didn't have, you know, that support network, someone, yeah, that support. Mm, I don't know. Like, cause, cause <laughs> I guess, I yeah. guess, I guess, um, well, no, I do know. Well, not, I do know. But like, for example, if you don't have that support network, one thing that you can do, which again is all of this stuff is easier said than done, but you could look yeah. at and identify what the particular insecurity is and try to identify why it's making you insecure. So kind of do a self-reflection and say, okay, for example, if it's um, your job, you feel insignificant, you feel really insecure about what you're doing for a career or whatever, you could take a step back, look at it, okay, and I try to identify why that's the case. And then what, by doing that, you can kind of look at ways to change the situation if it's making you feel so bad about yourself. So I think that could be one thing what would you what would you think like that's kind of I think that's good advice Mm -hmm. I think you know there's that old saying that's like if you what was it if you're unhappy about I'm paraphrasing if you're unhappy about something um change it if you can't change it learn to live with it kind of thing yeah so uh it's you know, that's why I believe in, for example, you know, obviously if, if you have certain insecurities, there are a lot of things that you can do to actually work toward, mm. you know, just being more confident in that situation. For example, if you're like really bad at, give me an example of something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's say you're, you're really bad at singing. <laughs> you're really bad at singing. I mm. mean, do you have to sing? No, you don't necessarily, or you could like practice and try to be better. Exactly. Um, so I think, I think, yeah, I think a key thing. So like, I think one of the first not the first steps, but one, even before you maybe even talk to your support group or if you don't have a support group, yeah. one of the first things is identify what exactly is making you feel insecure and then why that's making you feel insecure. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter, mm-hmm. right? That's another thing that you can ask because it's like, we're not, we're never going to be good at everything. We're never going to be completely confident with everything we do. Exactly. Just because somebody is confident in one aspect of their lives doesn't mean they're confident in every aspect of their lives. Mm. For example, we probably look confident generally overall. Yeah. And we are overall p- probably pretty confident, mm. but there are certain things that we are really insecure about. We may not show it as much, but we are insecure. We will talk about our, our own insecurities. We um, will. And mm, yeah, Daniel, <laughs> that, that'd be part of this chat. Oh, God damn. Okay. Oh, God damn. You'd be ready. Uh, kind of. I hope that's wine in your cup. It's gin. <laughs> <laughs> Jean, you needed something strong for I this sure conversation. Did. I just um oh God. speaking of which, okay, I know we're like all over the place yeah. today. I just pulled up this thing. <laughs> this I was just like looking at What did you pull up? I was Google about insecurities. Yeah, I was just Googling just like random yeah. stuff. And this is like it's like a couple of different strategies for dealing with insecurity. So I thought mm. we could talk about these as well, just to kind of um sure. direct our conversation. Well, should we should we talk about our insecurities first? Yeah to give people a little bit of a insight into our psyche. Oh God. Okay. So <laughs> do you want to, what would you say? Do you want to start? Oh, okay. Rose? I'll start. I can start. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's more. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, definitely I think you and I both have, uh, a little bit of a weight insecurity oh, or God. a body image yes. insecurity, not necessarily weight, but body image insecurity. So, yeah. uh, I talk about this a lot, but when I was like younger, I, when I was like a kid kid, I was like average, like healthy weight, uh, definitely not overweight. Mm-hmm. But then when I turned like 11 or 12, I gained a bunch of weight uh, in a very short period of time. Yeah. And I moved schools at that time. I remember I had moved to a different school. I was going into grade five and I literally like ballooned up basically before <laughs> going to grade five. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, so I was like chubby, like I wasn't extremely obese but I was like definitely on the chubbier side mm-hmm. and that's when like and obviously I was like 11 or 12 years old and that's the time when you know you start to kind of care a little bit about what you look like yeah. and you start to kind of you know 
yeah, you, you, you kind of become a teenager at that time. So I think I became like super insecure during that time Mm. because, you know, I gained all this weight and I wanted to look good. But then, you know, my, everyone around me was basically telling me that I was, you know, fat. Yeah. (laughs) And, and especially when you're an Asian, you're an Asian, uh, because Asian people, they always talk about, you know, Oh, like you, you gained some weight. Oh, like they, Mm -hmm. they very easily tell people that they're like, that they're like fat yeah, yeah, or yeah. like they've gained well, weight. And, uh, do you think also and, because, mm-hmm. I mean, not because, but this is like another thing too, like for, especially like yeah. in Korea and stuff, people are generally more petite. So like, yes. so if you are a, a bit bigger in Korea, it's really stands out and people will like notice. And like you as a Korean coming to Canada and stuff in the Korean community and probably like within the Asian community as well, they'll be like, whoa, okay, who's this girl? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So like in Korea, People are generally, I mean, I'm not sure about anymore. I'm sure like now there's more people that are overweight, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, that's a different topic, but, uh, because, and also Korea is like what's considered like a conformist type society where people conform to the norm. Mm. So if you're different, it's not necessarily looked as a good thing, especially if you're different in that way of like being overweight. So, and people will like call it out. Mm. So every single, like my parent, I mean, of course my parents, I'm sure they were concerned about me. So that's like a different situation. Yeah. So they would say stuff like, you know, you should, you know, try to, you know, not be fat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. No, they said it in a nicer way. I'm sure. Or like a more productive way. But then I'd have like my parents, friends commenting on my weight. Mm. I would have my friends commenting on my weight, my friends, parents commenting on my weight, just every angle. And that's why I feel it when, you know, when people are talking about, you know, the how when they're overweight, for Mm. example, that's literally all people can see. And that's how I felt. It's like there was nothing else about me that mattered other than the fact that I was overweight well especially you know, especially that's mm-hmm. especially when people that's the first thing that they're talking about or pointing out it makes you mm-hmm. feel like that's all they're caring about do you know what i mean they don't mm-hmm. they're not talking about oh you're doing really well in school or whatever else they're being like oh my exactly. god you need to maybe you know slow down on the whatever you're eating and yeah. you know take a ticket that's like all that ever mattered yeah and and that's hard you know especially especially at that age like mm-hmm. you know and kids and also kids around that age can kids be mean so mean kids are so mean can i give you some examples of how like look i never got bullied i wouldn't say uh because i think i i have a pretty strong personality so like i probably would not let that happen but but not that i wouldn't let that happen that sounds Mm -hmm. like people that get bullied let that happen that's not what i meant um i just like i feel like uh because i have a strong personality Mm -hmm. like it's less likely that someone is gonna you'd be be less of a target because they people would know that you would mouth back or you would, you know, you would, exactly. you would stand your ground. Not, again, not saying that yeah. people that get picked on don't mm-hmm. do that, but for whatever reason, yeah. this was your, this was your, your reality. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I mean, at that time, I'm not sure how strong of my personality was. Maybe mm. I became stronger personality because of, you know, because I was like, I didn't want to be picked on or something. Yeah. I don't know. It could be one or the other. Anyway. Um, I remember like all, you know, it's funny how these these little things I remember because they were so like traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't remember much from when I was in grade five. So I remember a um, few instances. For example, kids are so mean at that time. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I was mean as well because when you're that age, like you're just, you just don't realize how mean you're being. Mm. Uh, anyway, so I remember my friends would be like, I remember this one time my friend was like, like oh we should we should play piggy in the middle rose can be in the middle oh <laughs> rose, and so mean. another instance oh my god so many i have so many and then another two times i remember my friend's parents okay mm. would say stuff to me and i'm like a little inappropriate as an adult to be you know teasing a child about their uh, weight yeah yeah very especially if you're not a parent yeah like Again, if you if you're a parent, a concerned parent about your child being overweight, then you could talk to them in a serious manner without teasing them mm-hmm. or help them, you know, direct them toward a healthier lifestyle, perhaps. Yeah. But I remember I was having a sleepover at my friend's birthday. So I was at her house mm-hmm. with like a few other girls. There was probably like, I don't know, six or seven of us. Mm-hmm. And we were all trying to fit in our sleeping bags mm-hmm. in her bedroom. And we're trying to like find room. And her mom was like, looked at me in front of all of my friends and was like, Rose, we can't fit you in here because you're too fat. 
Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, even my friend, and I was in grade five, yeah. and even my friend was like, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I was like, yeah. Anyway, those are two traumatizing experiences. That's crazy. That is actually really crazy. Yeah. See, like, so, anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, so I have like, when I was in junior high and high school, yeah. I, well, more like elementary junior high. So I, I was like always, when I was younger, like up until about grade six or seven, I was like really, really small, like petite, really thin. Oh. I was shorter. I'd always be the kid at the front of the like school picture holding the sign <laughs> and whatever else. And then, really? Yeah. And then I went, and Daniel is tall now, I know, and then, aren't you? And then I, yeah. And then I went through a growth spurt. Um, but then I also got like really awkward and like a bit, I was never, I was never a big, I never got really big at all, but I did have those like insecurities because I never had like either a nice, like not a nice body, but like, you know, traditionally like uh, a good body. Um, but I never remember kids specifically picking on me for that. What I do remember kids specifically picking on me, um, for was for being effeminate. So, and I'm more effeminate now than I was back then. Cause back then, obviously I was, right. you know, not out of the closet and everything else. Um, and there was a few instances, one that really sticks in my mind. Um, I, oh, used, to, I used to take the bus home from school and, um, there's a bunch of kids on the bus or whatever. And I can't remember what happened. I got off the bus. I didn't actually hear this. I found out about it later. Cause one of my friends was still on the bus and told me. And apparently after I left, all the kids were talking about like, um, there goes the um, the fruitcake, blah, 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 all this stuff. <gasps> yeah, to me, which is so sad. And then um, apparently the bus driver like stopped the bus, pulled the bus over to the side. But then she t- the bus driver turned around. I know she was just trying to be supportive. But then she was like, look, it's not his fault that he's a fairy. But you guys, you can't be making fun of. <laughs> y- yeah, you can't be like making fun of him and stuff. Yeah. So she said it in those words. Yeah. It's not his fault that he's a fairy. Yeah. <laughs> And, and another oh my god I love how she was like I mean I guess she was trying to help you but yeah, like she's trying holy to stand up. and then another kid that I remember specifically um I was gonna get my ear pierced back in the day and I remember remember right. there was like that whole thing like if you got your ear pierced on a certain way it meant that you were yeah like, whatever I can't remember which one it was I don't even know now that you were gay yeah like if you got your ear ear pierced on either left or right ear then that means you're gay yeah. or something like that and I, yeah. and I remember speaking with some people and again it was on the bus and one of the kids was like oh well Daniel you should probably get your whatever ear pierced because clearly you, right. you swing that way or something. And at the time, I was what, like, what grade were you in? I, that was grade six. Oh, God. Yeah. See, that age, grade five, grade six, grade seven, mm. I swear, this is when kids are the evilest. Yeah. So ever <laughs> since then, I felt really like self conscious about being too effeminate. Right. Um, even though now, now not so much. Like I've got, I've mm-hmm. kind of like, as I've gotten older, like we were saying You're earlier, I've gone to terms with it. Mm-hmm. But back then, I was like so nervous about being, um, too effeminate i guess because i was like oh, i don't want people so were you trying were you trying to be more masculine during that time do you think yeah i was trying like i was mm-hmm. just kind of like i was never super i've never been a super masculine guy like but i definitely like put it on a bit yeah. more just to try to like fit in at school and stuff because i didn't want that yeah. you know that kind of stuff happening yeah so that was my kind of insecurity back in the day oh god yeah i mean are these even i, f- I feel like we're just talking about the ways that kids were mean to us mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it kind of stems. It's kind of like it does stem yeah. insecurities. You know what I mean? Like I'm still 100%. to this day. Like we're both we're both like this with our and I. But I I do think this is like a very common insecurity about people with their their body image, like bo- like body shape and size. But you didn't have you didn't have that real body image. Like you didn't get made fun of for your body. I didn't image have shaming. No, I didn't did have you? any like yeah. anyone like make fun of. Right, me. that's interesting. But I did have. I remember some ev- events that happened a little bit later in life. Like I remember I was out <laughs> at the gay bar. And, um, one guy commented, he was like, um, I was talking to my friend. I don't even know what we were talking about, like getting more into shape and whatever else. And this guy like came up to me and like grabbed my leg for whatever. It was so random, like things that happened in a bar. And he was like, yeah, you should definitely get on that. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was like, Oh God. And I do feel like in the, in the kind of, I, oh, and I had another instance in London. Sorry, I'm like going all over the place with okay, this. Okay, no, no, do it. But yeah. <laughs> actually, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast because it's a bit awkward. Say it. Say um, it. <laughs> I, I was like seeing this um, Italian guy. Well. <gasps> oh, I, you talked about this in one of our podcasts, didn't you not? I can't remember. Or no. Maybe. Okay, tell me. Tell me. And basically, we were going back to my place and you know, going to do things. Yeah. And I remember, I remember him being like, 
um, he was just like, oh yeah. I can't remember. He commented something about like my hair being too long. And cause I was like, I don't know. It was Jesus. Like, and then he was yeah. like, um, also that I should consider going to the gym. And then that's when I told <gasps> him, yeah. And that's when I told him to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Good. Good job. See, you got to stand up for yourself. But it still hurt. Like it's still uh, like upsetting. Of course. You know? like, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's still upsetting for sure. When people comment and even, yeah, to this day, I'm sure if somebody commented on anything, mm. we would be upset, exactly. especially something that we're already a little bit insecure about. If somebody comments on that, then it, it makes it even worse. Exactly. But I think especially when you're young, like at your age of what grade six, when people were making fun of you about that mm. and my age of grade five or grade six, it's like that stuff will stick with you forever, you know, forever. God damn. <laughs> we ain't never going to get rid of it, you know? But that's why, that's why I'm like, you know, I think that's partially why I, you know, try to always like stay fit and stuff. Mm. I'm sure, of course, even if I wasn't made fun of, I'm sure I would still be, you know, a little bit insecure if I, you know, whatever it is. But yeah. I think that because I have that experience of like being, you know, a chubby teenager, mm. I am a lot more insecure about my weight. Yeah. Like even now, even though I know I'm like at a healthy weight, I still feel like, oh, I could you know, I want to lose some weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe what, that's normal. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think with body image and like with, with weight, mm -hmm. I think, and this is a kind of, it's kind of annoying. It's like, no matter what goal or weight that we achieve, I still think that we'll, we'll be always, you always want more. Cause like, yeah. Even if we, even if we had like ridiculous abs and all of this kind of stuff, there'd be something else that we'd be like, Oh, actually I wish my butt was a little bigger. Do you or, think so? I, I really do because I've met people that have like bodies that could be on the covers of like magazine sports illustrated magazines and right. stuff and they're still talking about oh i need to improve this part of my body I need to do this blah 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 right. blah so i think it's like a never ending cycle unfortunately um oh god damn that'd be, be sad be sad as hell um what's some other stuff that like you well do you think you're insecure about your body image more than other things um, it goes in ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so okay. I think sometimes I am like, sometimes I get really self-conscious and I do feel like, you know, I want to get into a certain shape and I've, I've struggled right. with that because I can never seem to, but again, I, I, I go back and forth cause I like, like to go out and drink and have nice meals with friends. And then on the same time, mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, I want to have, I want to achieve this certain look. Um, right. So in, in some ways I've come to terms that I'm never going to be a, like, uh, never going to have a six pack and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But on other, other, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I wish I could, you know? Right. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. What about you? Uh, I think if I, I definitely like when I gain some weight, let's say I gain like five pounds or if I see that I've gained a bit of fat, then I definitely like my insecurities like heighten. Mm -hmm. And then I get like a little like, alert like yeah. <laughs> something goes off and then i'm like oh shit yeah. need to need to you know need to stop uh snacking so much or eating so much junk food true so i can't but i guess it's kind of good because it's not it's not every day where i'm like stand i'm not like sitting standing in front of the mirror like pinching my fat yeah and like you know i used to do that like when i was younger mm. like i used to look at my fat and be like oh my god i'm so gross like blah blah, blah. but um I think like, again, over time, cause we've gotten older and mm. you know, we've just kind of accepted that maybe this is just our bodies. Yeah. And you know, some days I look at the mirror and I'm like, Oh, I look good. Mm. Like I look fine. But then if I gain a little bit of weight, then I definitely notice it more. And then mm. I, you know, that the alert goes off and then I'm like, okay, maybe I need to like yeah. be a bit careful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do think, I do think it's, it's an interesting one because you can also get like a, a really positive feeling. So like I noticed like recently that I've like, I haven't even like, I don't even know how this has happened during the quarantine. I've, I've been keeping mm -hmm. up, trying to keep up with fitness, but I've been like laying around the house a lot, you know, at the same time, like still doing stuff on the computer and everything, but not super active, um, relative. And somehow I've managed to kind of like tone up a bit and stuff. And I happened to catch my reflection the other day and I sent a picture to Rose cause I was like, <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, well, I'm looking at you be looking good, yeah. Daniel. And, and so I think it's interesting how you can get that like euphoric feeling as well from that. Like, you yeah. know, it almost like releases you're like, oh, God, is that me? God damn. Yeah. Is that healthy, though? I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess it's good. I mean, it makes sense because like, I mean, I feel like I definitely do feel like 
I look better when I am, you know, at a certain weight, Yeah. you know, obviously, you know, uh, and I'm sure that weight depends on, you know, everybody mm. and, you know, some people just don't care. And that's like, that's probably the best, yeah. but, um, I definitely feel like there's a certain weight that I am like, Oh, like, damn, like I look pretty good. Like mm-hmm. I could, I could deal with this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, but then if I go above that, um, I feel like, okay, I could definitely look better. Mm-hmm. And because I have been again, like at a weight where I felt like I looked really good. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I keep going back to. I'm like, Oh damn, I, I want to look like that again. Yeah. You know? But we did talk about that in the other um, episode that's, mm-hmm. that, again, yeah. having these certain expectations on ourselves, we have to realize, like, even when we look at pictures of our younger selves, for example, um, yeah. some of the sacrifices or things that we gave up to look a certain way at, the, at mm-hmm. that time, and we sometimes forget about that. So I think yeah. it's hard. It's, it, it, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly striving to have a good relationship with my, my body and everything else, and I think it's going to be a constant kind of ongoing thing. Um, yeah. And I think it's just an insecurity that we just have to kind of come to terms with and, and realize, you know, what's important what, in the grand scheme of things, like mm-hmm. what what's important and what we'd have to give up to look certain ways and everything else and kind of start to get a little bit more happy with the skin that we're in, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's also, it is about balance as well. Cause like, we're not saying that you should just give up because you, how do I say, we're not saying that, you know, if you have an insecurity, you should just deal with it and not like, you know, not work toward, you know, bettering yourself because you have to kind of find a balance. It's kind of hard because on one hand, you don't want to be obsessive about, you know, how you look or Mm. something. But on the other hand, you know, you want to strive toward, you know, just kind of becoming a little bit better version of yourself every day, which is why, you know, we still work out Mm. and, you know, we try to eat healthy. We try to watch what we eat. We try to find that balance. And if I feel like I'm, you know, how do I say letting myself go, then I try to like push myself. What what do you call it? (laughs) Try to, you know, reel it back in, you know, reel it back in. That's, that's a really good point because I think, um, one of the, the ways to deal with an insecurity and also, a way that's in a really positive way is to take the insecurity and look at it as an opportunity for growth. So I think mm. that you make a really good point there in a sense that, you know, you might have an insecurity about something. So let's say your insecurity is singing, right? Like we mentioned before, or your insecurity is um, presenting at board meetings. Cause I used to have a little bit of an insecurity yeah. of presenting. Like I still sometimes get mm-hmm. a bit nervous and stuff, but I took that and in university, you know how we have so many presentations and I've just practiced a lot and I've developed a skill now where I'm better at presenting and I used that insecurity to grow, identify that it was something that I was uncomfortable doing and it made me a bit insecure. So you, you, you look at that as an opportunity for self growth, I think. And that's a good way to a really proactive and positive way to deal with your insecurities. So like, again, one of the ways that we deal with our, kind of body image, um, insecurity is we are regular. Um, we do regular fitness, you know, and I think that's a very positive way to, to deal with it because, you know, there's nothing wrong with actually going to the gym and wanting to stay relatively fit. So that's a really positive way to deal with an insecurity that we're having around, um, around body image. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah, that's probably the best way to try to deal with a big insecurity of yours mm. is just not expecting some sort of grand result, yeah. but, you know, having little steps, you know, maybe every day or in your routine or trying, just trying to do little things to just ease the insecurity a little bit yeah. because half the time, most of the time, a lot of insecurities, especially when it comes to something like presenting mm. or you know, yeah, like fear of crowds or whatever it is, it may be, uh, or singing, whatever it is, a lot of those things, uh, you can improve on. Yeah. So there's always room for improvement. It's usually because you just don't have experience doing a lot of these things. Well, this is the thing. That's where a lot of insecurities do stem from. So we, we kind of just talked about our insecurities Mm -hmm. of from childhood around weight and around, you know, being effeminate, Mm -hmm. but you know, throughout life, we've had lots of insecurities around, like I had one around presenting, which I mentioned, um, uh, what are some other other ones I've had? What's, what's another insecurity that Daniel has had? Um, so, oh, let me think for a second. I should have. Oh, I, you don't have many insecurities. No, no, I definitely do. You. I definitely do. I I don't really like public speaking, so that's another insecurity. And I think that comes to comes to mind with like, um, like I don't believe that for a minute. It's true. God damn, I get nervous. When I don't be, believe when there be a big crowd. This be different because really it's good just at- us. Uh, you're good at, I, you know, we, I've seen you public speaking. Oh, we've been damn. in the same courses. God 
you'll be fine. God damn, but I, it mm-hmm. makes me nervous as hell. So I mean, I think that's normal. Yeah, one of the one of my. In- insecurities was around that and I think again what I did is I practiced the hell out of anything that I have to do with public speaking so anytime I have like in the corporate world if I have like board meetings or whatever else it may be well back when I was working corporate um I would just make sure like I know that my what my insecurity stemmed from when it was with regards to presentations and any kind of form of public speaking um Mm -hmm. well it stems from two things well obviously being nervous and not having enough um, not doing it enough time. So once the more I did it, the more confident I got. But also I really, really have to fundamentally understand the material that I'm talking about. So like I get very insecure. I'm not one of those people that I might seem like I can just roll on the fly. I can kind yeah. of, but it makes me feel so insecure and so out of my comfort zone that I much prefer that I know the ins and outs of like a product or uh, whatever it is that I'm presenting on as long as I know. Because that way I think my my insecurity is like I'm always worried that people are going to ask me questions and I'm not gonna be able to answer so like if I know the thing inside out I'm very very confident to be able to react to anything that's happening in the room right right Mm -hmm. so basically you you don't want people to look at you and think that you don't know what you're talking about exactly no that's it that's exactly (laughs) it yeah so no I'm I'm the same like I can't really you know people say like fake it till you make it like I can't fake it because I'm like if I don't know what I'm talking about then I don't know what I'm talking about I don't know. That's just it. It's a, it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to keep going on about something, especially if it's like a yeah. complicated subject. I'm just gonna feel like an idiot. It's gonna make me feel really stupid and very much out of my comfort zone. Right, mm-hmm. right. What about what about you, Roses? Come on, talk about another, another one. Another insecurity. Yeah. And then I'll go through this list well, of uh, of things. Oh goddamn, the do. helpful things that you could do. Yeah. God damn. Uh, well, another big insecurity of mine that comes from also my child. Well, this isn't coming from my childhood because it was like super traumatic mm. but it's just something i've never been good at mm. is sports uh. <laughs> i am so bad at sports really? my friends i yes i'm very bad at sports i, did not I know this have about never you. been good yeah it's because i think i mean one good thing is that after like grade school you don't really like have to participate in sports this is so true because yeah in grade school you have to go to gym and participate in sports so like those insecurities were always there because you know i have to deal with them Mm -hmm. but afterwards it's like i don't have to go and you know participate in soccer or basketball so it's not something that came up Mm -hmm. so but when i was in grade school and still now if somebody's like let's go play soccer i'm like nope (laughs) (laughs) i'm like nope it's funny because i don't think we've we have never played sports together have we because I, I don't play sports. I know. <laughs> it's so, look, it's this so is funny. why I go to the gym. Yeah. This is why I have to work out and do, look, I, I this is why I have to work out and mm. I have to, you know, do personal fitness because yeah. if I don't do that, then I'm not going to be active in any other way because mm. I don't play sports. Yeah. So I've always been really bad at sports. Mm. And I remember another traumatizing experience. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. So back in, um, I moved to Canada when I was eight. Mm. So I was, I did grade one and two in Korea. Mm. So when I was in grade in grade one and two, I'm sure both years, I can't remember exactly, but they would have this thing. It was like sports day. Oh, we had so that, every yeah. year. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Maybe that's like a, yeah, it's a global thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So every year there'd be like a sports day. And again, I don't remember anything. For, like, I barely remember much from my like grade one and two years. Of okay. Course, yeah. But there's specific things that stand out. So they had sports day, annual sports day, and they would make, I don't know if, in Canada, they would make the kids like compete like to that level, mm. but they would do all kinds of stuff. Like there was like tug of war, but there was also like a sprinting yes. like a race. We had this as well. Really? The sprinting, the, we had the, the different heats and everyone had to participate and you were like in different heats. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah. I don't even think we had different heats. They would just put random kids. Uh, I mean, obviously same grade yeah. and there would be like maybe six at a time. Mm. So you would have to sprint and everyone and would watch was, you. Yes. It was traumatizing. (laughs) And I was always last. I was always last. I think one time I cried (laughs) because I was like just so embarrassed Mm. because everyone was watching and I would always be last. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to do this fucking thing. (laughs) It's so funny that you say that because I did something similar. Like, Well, I always had sports days. Like I'm in all of my schools that I went to pretty much even in junior high. I had a sports day. Um, But I remember I can't remember if it was in elementary or in I think it was elementary yeah, it was like grade six. Um, and there was like this like running group or something. And I remember, I don't, I vaguely remember I joined and I was a team of three. So it was me and these two other guys. 
And we ran this race. And basically the way that you like would place is the average of your three team members. So however your team members did in their time, you average that. And that would be like your, your score. Anyways, these two guys were like athletes. I don't even know how I ended up on this thing with these two guys. I have no idea, but they were like athletes, super good at running. And I just remember I came in and it was competing against other schools and stuff as well. It wasn't like our school there. It was like random other schools. And, um, I just remember that I just did so terribly and I brought the team, our like little three team average down and I was so embarrassed and I was just like, Oh my God. Like I want to like, what grade were you in? I think I'm pretty sure it was grade six. Like I'm like 99% sure it was grade six. I I don't honestly, I don't even know. Well, first of all, why I would sign up to that? Because it wasn't like a school thing. It was just like us three from oh. our school. So I'm like, don't know how I, I don't remember why I signed up. And right. like, I just was so embarrassed. And I was like, oh my God, oh like bringing God. the whole team down because I couldn't <laughs> run. I was like, uh, yeah, that was basically me yeah. uh, in every gym class. So <laughs> I, I mean, we would have, you know how you have gym and then you have teams of, you know, when you play sports, yeah. you have two teams. And then there's like a captain that picks, you know, that picks the kids from the crowd. I would always get picked last. So embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, so I yeah. often got picked last as well. Really? Yeah. It wasn't for my athletic were ability you bad at sports because, too? They were, because I was a flaming homo. So <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Are you joking? A lot of the time. And like, it was so funny because I remember in, um, cause I took gym for grade 10 and 11, um, yeah. in, in, um, high school. And yeah. I remember a lot of the time, like whenever there was team captains, it was always like the super athletic guys. And like, they would always, cause I'm, I'm not actually that bad at sports. Like I'm actually decent. Um, at some yeah. sports, not all of them. And I remember I'd always like quite often get picked towards the end. And then people would right. always be surprised when I was like decent. They're like, Oh God, like you're right. actually okay at it. Like I thought you would suck. And I was like, thanks. You know? Right. Thanks Cause you're like a little bit more feminine. Exactly. They think like you, you throw like a girl or something. It, well, that's yeah. just it. They'd be like, Oh, well, or they just yeah. didn't want me on their team or whatever, you know? Yeah. Eh, God damn. People be mean. So as yeah. Hell. Oh God damn. Kids are so mean. Yeah. Honestly. And I think it's also because kids have insecurities. So every kid has their own insecurities. And then when they feel insecure, they want to, you know, project that onto somebody else 100%. so that they feel superior. It just ma- so that's why, I mean, it yeah. makes them feel better about themselves. That's the, like the key yeah. thing exactly. of, of bullying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a bully, the reason they're doing that is because like inside, because yeah. it's interesting because like since I've become an adult, like, okay, don't get me wrong. Again, we've talked about insecurities we've had throughout our lives, but since I've become an adult, like I just, I haven't had to deal with bullies at all. Do you know what I mean? It was just in school primarily. I mean, I know there's still people out there that are probably bullies, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's not, you know, it's definitely, uh, this is why like when kids, when you're in like in high school, you think this is like my world. Mm -hmm. This is my life. You know, you never realize that there's so much outside of high school. So much more out there. Yeah. But then you think like, Oh my God, this is like my reality. Mm. So I think kids get, you know, when they get bullied, they think like, this is going to be my life, Yeah, you know? And that's why there's a lot of kids that might commit suicide and stuff because they get bullied. And it's so sad because I just want to tell them, especially even like the bullies, I want to tell them like, dude, you're going to be embarrassed by this in a few years. Because actually there's like, um, I never like really, I I don't remember, like I never would really bully anyone, but I do remember Mm -hmm. there was like, I got enough, I've had a few like, not altercations, but things from high school, like falling outs with people, um, this kind of stuff that I'm not the most, um, proud of, or, you know what I mean? That I'm looking back, I'm like, Oh, I wish that I would have handled that better. Um, I think I did tell you about one, one girl, um, from years ago that I had a falling out with and she ran into me at the gay bar. I told you that she came up to me and apologized, right? Oh, I think you, I think you told me. Yeah. So basically, can you tell me a little bit more detail? I'll just quickly run through this and then we'll go through these like, um, some right. tips for people listening. If you're still listening at this point oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, on how to deal with some insecurities. But anyway, um, this one girl that I knew from, well, I didn't, she didn't even go to my high school or junior high or anything. I just knew her through friends of friends. Um, she was just like, I had a falling out with some individuals and she was just like super, super mean to me, like calling me like flaming homo and just like really not nice, you know, really, really unpleasant. Yeah. Um, and said a lot of stuff behind my back anyway. Um, years later, I think I was like 20, uh, 20 or, mm-hmm. and this happened like six or seven years before, um, she saw me at the, we were, I was at the gay bar with some friends and she like came up to me and she's like, look, Daniel, can we have a quick word? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Cause I don't really like hold grudges from that time. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like in the past we were kids 
And obviously it had been bothering her. Like she felt really, really bad. And she was just yeah. like, Daniel, I just want to let you know, like, I'm just really sorry um, for the way things went and how I acted and everything else. And I was like, you know, honestly, it's in the past. Like, I don't even think about that anymore. Like it, yeah. it is what it is, but actually totally. it's quite big of you to like come up to me now and just, you know, still and, and, and apologize. I think that's really, really good. So yeah, it was crazy, but you know, I think a lot of us did things when we were children that we're not the most proud 100%. of. 100%. If we could go back, maybe we would, you know, 2020 is a, a wonderful thing, you know? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, when you're when you're a teenager, you just think so differently. 100%. And then that's why sometimes I'm just like, damn, like what our parents had to go through oh, <laughs> raising us. <laughs> well, my poor parents, I'm, and mom and dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We apologize. Yeah, we apologize. So we're gonna, <laughs> Anyways, I, shall we go through this list? Yeah, I'm going to quickly run through it. So it's just a few like random strategies, but I thought some of them were kind of yeah. interesting. So I'll just, should I just list them off quickly or not quickly, yeah. but um, we can discuss them. Yeah. Exactly. So the first one, and again, these are for helping deal with insecurities. The first one is just, and it, we, we talked about this. The first step involves understanding your insecurity and understanding why it's making you feel the way um, that you feel. So kind of determining, determining where, your feelings of insecurity originate can help you discover how to kind of move forward from that insecurity, I guess. So that's number one Mm -hmm. is identifying why and what the specific insecurity is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, The second one, which we kind of talked about as well is taking baby steps to grow. So I think this is the one about how you identify that you have an insecurity in a certain area. Now, what can you do about that? You can start taking classes if it's something that makes you nervous or you can, um, you know, do little things day, day by day to help you grow and, and become more confident around that insecurity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with this so far? Absolutely. Okay. We, we've already touched on these. God damn, exactly. we'd, be, we'd be professionals. Exactly. So this one's an interesting one. So this one okay. is saying living without your safety blanket. So the third strategy of how to deal with insecurity is to make yourself step outside of your comfort zone and remove usual precautions. Yeah. I mean, that could be, that's kind of like the extreme version of the taking baby steps, isn't it? True, true, true. So I think, yeah, it's like, if you know that something is making you insecure or something that you don't feel confident doing, Mm -hmm. this is like saying, take away your safety blanket, take away and just kind of go for it and just go and do it. Throw yourself in. Dive into the deep end. Exactly. I feel like that could also be good. hundred percent. Cause if you think about Mm -hmm. it, like it's like, um, what's an example? You know, when you go camping for the summer and there's that lake and it's super, super cold, but it's hot and you want to go swimming. <laughs> and if you start dipping a toe in, it's really cold and it takes you so long to get in. Right. And eventually right. you get in. But if you just jump in, you just start swimming and you just get used to the cold temperature. I, I don't know if that's a good <laughs> that's, example that's at true. all, but uh, it is a good example, although that might be a, a health hazard. I don't know. Oh, true. I don't it know if, cold, if it's too cold. You might, cold you might want to test out the waters first. God damn. That's true. But I mean, I get the analogy though. I get mm-hmm. the analogy. For example, like one example is, I think we talked about before is, uh, one of the insecurities that we both maybe had was like talking on the phone. Oh like, yes. You know, like, yeah, yeah. 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 In the business setting. And I remember my first job when I got to London was in recruitment mm. and I hated that job, but it do- definitely, I hated it for many reasons. Mm. But, uh, one thing that I am grateful for, for that experience was like, I was so confident by the end of working that job for a year in terms of talking on the phone because they yeah. forced me to do like cold calling and like just picking up the phone in every single instance. So yeah. I basically like dove into the deep end because even though I had worked in a professional setting before that, mm. I had never, you know, done like cold calling or like, it was never a phone heavy job before yeah. that. But then this job was so phone heavy. So I was like so uncomfortable, so mm. out of my comfort zone. But by the end of that, I was like completely fine with, with talking on the phone. Yeah. So, it's, a sim- it's a similar thing yeah. that happened to me with work as well. Because when I got my job in mm-hmm. London, again, we were working with a lot of like uh, internet, like a lot of our offices were international, like in parts of Europe mm-hmm. and stuff. So I was forced to pick up the phone, call them. Also other departments that were maybe in a different part of the city or a different part of the UK calling them all the time and my boss was just like you need to talk to these people like I didn't have a choice about it you know what I mean and I remember the first little while I was so awkward and uncomfortable on the phone (laughs) and then towards the end of it I was like okay what am I so worried about do you know what I mean like you start getting into the swing of it and you're like okay this isn't so bad that's true because then you also rationalize it once you actually jump into it you're like yeah I mean is it really that bad Mm -hmm. you know you kind of realize okay maybe it's not so bad it's not like I'm not gonna die exactly exactly yeah so the fourth strategy is changing your perspective. 
Mm, interesting. So, mm, what do you, <laughs> you're not impressed with that one, Daniel? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's saying okay. The example they use here is in a world full of negative images on the nightly news. Everyone would do better to look at the positives in life. Try to think of yourself in another light. So maybe your trouble you um, you have trouble handling stress in the workplace, but you're a good friend mm. for example so right. you might have like an insecurity about what's going on at work or something else but then taking a step back and looking at for a, a, another good example and we can cut this if you don't want me to talk about it but a good example could be comments that p- we receive oh, yeah, you can where, talk about it yeah okay mm-hmm. where for example we receive both positive and negative comments and sometimes we can have a tendency to dwell or or look at the negative ones and feel really insecure about something but it's again mm-hmm. taking that step back and looking at all the positive stuff that's coming through and like actually hang on a second change so like actually that makes sense changing your perspective it does make sense now that we yeah. kind of dive dive a bit into it so i think that's actually a really 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 good one um yeah and also like we discussed in the beginning we are never going to be good at everything yeah. and there's always going to be areas that we are uncomfortable with. Mm. Like for example, for me, sports, I'm not good at sports. Pi will never be mm-hmm. okay. And maybe I'll get, I can get better. Yeah. Um, but this is something I've just kind of accepted yeah. because it's not really important. It's not really like I have to go and play sports. Mm. You know, I can focus on other ways of being fit yeah. and I can focus on things I'm good at. Exactly. So yeah, that is a good, that is a good tip. There's a lot of things that we're both good at. There's yeah. also probably a lot of things 100%. that we're not good at. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's a good, good, good analogy of you changing your perspective about the sports thing. Yeah. You've accepted it. You've realized, okay, I'm not going to be a, an Olympic athlete and that's okay because I'm good at, <laughs> I'm good at all this other stuff over here. So that's totally fine. Like right. I'm going to deal with that. So that's actually really, I like that one now, now that we've, at first I was like having a, tr- having troubles with it, but no, it's, yeah. I've changed my perspective. Um, you sp- <laughs> <laughs> um, so the fifth strategy, which kind of is similar but it's doing what you know best so right for dealing with an uh the fifth strategy for dealing with an insecurity is finding something you are good at doing and doing it Mm. so i guess again so ignoring the insecurity like like ignoring it (laughs) like like, i ignore the sports yeah (laughs) let's just see what else they said here Mm. no i think it's just like focusing on things that make you feel good Mm -hmm. and what you're good at doing um right the sixth strategy and there's seven in total. How many are there? Seven in total. Okay. We're almost done. Don't worry. Yeah. So the sixth strategy <laughs> to dealing with an insecurity, and I like this one a lot, is rewarding yourself for a job well done. So I think if you're dealing with an insecurity, and you we mentioned it before about taking those baby steps to try to 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 feel more confident, to not have that insecurity, mm-hmm. it's to reward yourself when you make those small wins. So when you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I was really nervous about playing sports or something or whatever your insecurity is, but I... I, I did like a little match with some friends or I was nervous about public speaking, but I went to this like public speaking seminar and reward yourself. Right. And say, you know what? I'm, st- I'm taking those steps to make yourself, you know, big yourself up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you ready for the f- seventh? The seventh? Uh, and, I'm ready. Final, I'm ready for it. Final one. Okay. The Lay it on me, Daniel. The seventh strategy is called, what called? It is keeping <laughs> a progress journal. <laughs> <laughs> what was that accent about? I don't know. God damn. Journal. Journal. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, um, just on a side oh, note, did damn. you ever, I, no, it was you mm-hmm. that, I think it's you that sent me that video of the um, substitute teacher pronouncing kids' names. Oh, Do you know God, what he's like? He's best. like Aaron. Oh, what is it called? Is it called substitute teacher? Yeah. I, I can't remember. It is. You guys know which one. It's a very popular uh, viral video. Key and Peel. Yeah. And it's so I funny. It's about this substitute teacher oh, that comes in and so mispronounces funny. everyone's name. Like, like for example, Denise. D-nice. Is there a D-nice here? <laughs> and then she'd be like, uh, do you mean oh. Denise? <laughs> it's so good. Anyway. You have to watch it. Yeah. It's so good. A side, a side note. So anyway, the, the seventh strategy is keeping a progress journal. Um, so it could be, Interesting. you know, just writing a little list of goals that you want to accomplish and like tasks mm-hmm. and keep track of, you know, how you're maybe tackling this particular insecurity that you have, um, any little accomplishments that you have in there, as well as maybe some positive things you find about yourself or any compliments that you might receive from other people. Good. Yeah. I like that one. I, I think that's a good one for those that want to like tackle the insecurity. Like you really want to just like go, get rid of it or yeah. become better at whatever. No, no, exactly. That could be a really good strategy. Um, and I have one to add. Okay. 
Um, since since I think one of our previous episodes, we talked about social media and how we compare ourselves. Yes. So maybe limiting the time. If, if one of your insecurities comes from you comparing yourself to other people mm. and constantly feeling like you're not pretty enough, you're not successful enough, you're not exciting enough, yeah. whatever it is, then you know, you need to like take a step back and maybe realize that you're spending a little too much time on certain platforms or maybe you're following people that are not necessarily, you know, giving you the good vibes. You know, you're following people that are making you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's another thing that, you know, you could do is, yeah. I think, I think, and and I, we, we talked about this earlier as well. And I echo this again um, is to surround yourself with, you know, you have like your go-to people that you talk to about, maybe one or two people, I don't know, whatever, whatever floats mm-hmm. your boat or whatever you need. But also in general, like the friendship group that you have, and, and 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 again, this can be hard to do, but if you have those like really toxic people in your life that are bringing you down, that are really not supporting of, of you, I think you need to acknowledge that. And actually maybe you don't need those people in your life that are, that are bringing you down because, you know, part of dealing with insecurities, a lot of where insecurity stems from is from what other people are saying about you. Right. So, um, and how other people are reacting to whatever you're doing. And if you have like super negative people in your life that are always bringing you down, it's, it can be hard to combat that insecurity. Even if you follow the seven or eight steps that we suggested, it can still be Mm -hmm. like, you're constantly having someone beating you down. It's just going to be like, it's a toxic environment to be yeah. in, you know? It's like being in junior high. Oh, God damn. All the time. Oh, God damn. Seriously. With junior high kids, you know? I wonder how kids are dealing with, you know, things now that there is social media, there is, you know, internet. Yeah. God, because now that's it, even worse. I think it's, it is worse in a sense that, like, because before with kids... Um, I, I think I saw an article about this. And before with kids, if you think about, like, when we went to school if something was going on generally, like as soon as you left school, you left that problem with you. If you know what, or with, at the school, you know what I mean? Cause you would leave, you would go home and that kid didn't have access to you. Right. Whereas now yeah. with social media that can follow you everywhere you go. So like that person can bully you, but then they can also cyber bully you. So it's like 24 yeah. seven bullying. Oh God. So if people That's are, awful. I know if people are like attacking you and stuff. Yeah. So, Oh God damn. But luckily there's oh, like, God damn. there are like for, for, for kids that are going through that, there's like lots of helplines and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, that they can mm-hmm. contact and get in touch with, mm-hmm. but it'd be scary as all hell. That is scary. Mm-hmm. Cause it, 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 Anyways. it follows you now that stuff. <laughs> so God damn. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, ho- I hope that was interesting guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, let let us know our little talk about our little opening up about insecurities mm-hmm. talking about some of our insecurities and well yeah. i discovered that daniel don't got mu- much insecurities no. oh my god damn <laughs> roses it's because i'm like unprepared i mean i shouldn't have to think about it it should just like roll off no. my tongue i just can't particularly nah. think about you know we'll do another episode yeah. and i'll bring one of them up okay you know <laughs> damn be. We're gonna do another one, diving deep into yeah. Daniel's psyche. One of my insecurities is 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 skyping with Rose, okay? <laughs> but I deal with that on a on a weekly basis. <laughs> Damn, I go to bed crying every night. <laughs> oh oh god damn, I'll be one of those toxic relationships you'd be talking about, you. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel gonna cut me out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We be the be the end of this podcast. You be a you are not a toxic relationship because we <laughs> we we support each other a lot. You know what I mean? So like yes. for those those listeners, like obviously this is just banter and we're like joking around and stuff. Yes. But like like Rose is also a really good friend. Like she's very supportive and Aww. you know if I'm having a problem, I know I can message her even if it's like ridiculous o'clock in in Calgary. And when she wakes up, she'll see all my like <laughs> frantic messages. And, you know, offer words of support and help uh, and helpfulness. So, yeah. Yes. Otherwise, I would have cut you out a long time ago. (laughs) Oh, God damn. That'd be true as hell. That'd be true as hell. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, guys, hopefully that was, uh, I don't know, helpful, informative. A fun little episode for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And as always, if there are topics or things that you want us to talk about, feel free to leave them in the comment section shout out to us let us know um because we just love talking about everything basically so yeah clearly yeah. we yeah. always go to like one and a half hour mark i mean this is a pretty short short one it's a little bit over an hour so far yeah. God so damn. that's a, that's impressive for us we that kept it un- <laughs> under hour and a half 
<laughs> Anyways, like, I, guys, if you want to hear, guys, if you want to hear Daniel's coming out story, oh which damn. I really enjoyed that episode where we was fun, dove yeah. deep into Daniel's psyche, that's gonna that's already on Patreon. Yeah. So if you want to support us on Patreon, you can listen mm-hmm. to Daniel's uh, coming out story, which uh, mm-hmm. we had a more we we become a little bit more um, vulnerable in, exactly or or raw in our Patreon yeah. because it's limited to a certain amount of people. Exactly. So that's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have a lot of other episodes on there as well. Um, mm-hmm. And in addition to that, we do record an exclusive um, monthly episode just for Patreon. So coming out, my coming out story was last month. We're going to do another one this month. So you mm-hmm. again get access to that if you go onto Patreon. So check it yes. out. <laughs> but if not, that's totally fine. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make yeah. sure you listen to us. Follow us on whatever podcast platform mm-hmm. that just by you listening that is supporting us. So exactly. that's great. And tell your friends and Yay. family. And yeah, tell you tell your well. What is the thing? Tell your tell your kids. Oh yeah. Tell your oh, oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. What was it? Yeah. What tell is your that guy? tell your children. Tell your wives. Tell your husbands. <laughs> they be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he said something a little bit more vulgar, but it we was, won't yeah, say we it. Yeah, I won't say it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah. hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening, <laughs> and we'll you see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.